Welcome to another episode of Life on a Mission podcast. Before we get started here, I wanted to encourage all our listeners to subscribe to our podcast. That way you never miss a new episode. Also, rate our podcast on Apple Podcasts and feel free to give us some feedback. We definitely appreciate all three of those things. I just wanted to start out the show by letting everybody know. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at LomePod. With all that being said, here's another episode. I hope you all enjoy it. This is Life on a Mission podcast. We appreciate you folks for tuning in. As always, me and my co-host Fonz was just chopping it up about the importance and the impact of lifelong learning. You know, we we went to Hard Knocks University and we're lifelong members. You know, we're going to keep riding with Hard Knocks University. And we're going to pay them tuition fees. That's a fact. <laughs> Whenever yeah. they do. <laughs> yeah. <Early. Yes. laughs> now we're looking for the government to pay for them joints, Nathan. <laughs> you know? No. Putting, putting the bread up our, our bread, personal capital. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fonts, why do you think that's so important that, that we do that? And what kind of results do we see from doing that, bro? Man, this might be my favorite uh, episode, man, to be honest, because it really hits home with me. And it's just about, I mean, this episode is really essentially about self-investment and why that's the great, the greatest investment, to be honest. Um, we're, you know, we've talked about crypto, stocks, real estate, rental car business, you know, all these different lanes, and there'll be some more coming on. But essentially, you know, if, if, if that's not for you, you know, what is for you, I would say is self-investment. Where that's actually you getting yourself to a point where you're beneficial not only to your only your life's mission, but to other people. And what I mean by that is, do you are you, do you have the ability to engage with other folks, other groups of people, individually or collectively, and actually improve that situation? And what I mean by that is, are you at a point where you can intellectually engage with other people in conversations that are at a higher level? Can you actually enter a situation and improve it? Whether that be you contributing knowledge or you know delivering a service or, or what have you? Do you have the ability to get in there and make a difference is what I'm saying. And, and I think all of that stems from the way that you invest into yourself. There's multiple different ways you can do it. I mean, I think it really starts with your gratitude. Are you mm-hmm. are you someone who's mindful of the energy that you're putting out when you come across different people, whether that be a significant other, 
your friends, your family, your coworkers? Are you mindful of that energy that you're putting out? Are you are you someone who's um, doing things that are going to lead you to the better outcomes in life? And I think that's a, probably the most important thing because a lot of people, you know, I can talk to just generally speaking, a lot of people say they want X, Y, Z. I want this. I want that. I want that. And my question to them every single time, and it will continue to be a question, is what are you doing to create that outcome for yourself? And I think it's a very tough question for most people to answer because a lot of people, in, in, they might not be doing anything, to be honest, but mm-hmm. that's, essentially what that they, that's essentially what they want. But the thing is, are you actually taking any steps for you to get to the outcome that you desire? So when I talk about self-investment, I think the most, most important thing, you can, there's a lot of ways you can do self-investment. Read books, you know, never stop learning. Um, make sure that you're engaging with the right people, peers, friends, family, or alike. Uh, make sure that you're building yourself up in some kind of routine. You're physically fit and active. You know, you're making sure that you're eating right, making sure that you're, again, within a space where it allows you to invest in yourself to create different options for yourself. So, one of the most important things, like you said, I mean, lifelong learning. Um, I think it really goes back to one thing that I always tell myself, like every five to seven years, Fonz, you got to reinvent yourself a little bit. And what that means is I'm not like jumping off the bus of everything that I'm doing right now. But essentially what I'm doing is I'm looking at where I am right now or at that time and assessing what's working, what's not working what changes or what manipulations do I need to make to kind of enhance myself a little bit more? So, you know, reevaluating yourself, reinventing yourself can be me, for example, in IT, technology changes all the time. So a way, an easy way for me to reinvent myself is to study something new or study something that's already in place or in process, but they might have a new um type of technology that's used to actually you know implement or secure something at least in cybersecurity right so easy way for me to reinvent myself is to continuously learn pay for courses pay for trainings pay for conferences to put myself in position to reinvent myself and by me doing all of that not only am i meeting new people and interacting with them not only am I learning new skills and picking up that, I'm also able to then translate anything from those three things that I just mentioned that I paid for to take myself there and now translate that to other people and provide service and enter situations where I know I can be a part of the group and make it better. I can contribute and make a significant contribution because I've already put that investment into myself. So that's just one example. And I use that example as it pertains to me. So that's not, you know, an example that obviously will pertain to everybody, but it's a good use case in the fact that whatever field you're in, whatever industry that you work in, and this doesn't necessarily pertain to jobs specifically, but whatever you're doing in life, 
you just need to reevaluate yourself every five to seven years. I think some other people say 10. I say five to seven because I like that range. Reevaluate yourself and see how you can improve yourself to make yourself more competitive, make yourself more desirable to certain groups of people. And also just give yourself an edge. You know, I feel like me being an athlete, the one thing that I loved was winning. (laughs) I hate losing. So I always wanted to get on the field. Every time I step on the field, I mean, the goal of the game is to win. You don't want to lose a game. So I got to put myself in positions on the soccer field to be able to score goals, to save, to, to save goals from going in, to make tackles, to be there for my teammates, to pick them up when they're hurt. And all of those things that I'm doing, I'm putting myself in position for that entire game and everything that I do, every little thing that I do, this little encouragement for my team, the goals that I score, the way that I defend, the energy, the last sprint that I put in when, when time's running out, all that comes together. And the outcome is we win, win two, three championships. I mean, if you think about it like that, all that effort, all that energy, all those trainings, all those practices, um, they all, all cultivate and come together and essentially built a winning formula formula for me as an athlete. So I just take that experience and then I just apply it to life. Those are the same things I got to do, but just not from an athletic perspective. I got to take myself to the gym, right? I got to take myself to the grocery store and go get some nice foods that are going to be healthy so I can stay in shape, um, so I can live a long life. I got to make sure that I'm grateful for the life that I have and not sulking about it. Got to make sure that I'm paying to educate myself, make sure I'm going to write conferences, trainings, courses, all that stuff. I got to pay for all that so that I can make sure that I'm competitive at work and outside of work. So all all those things that I just mentioned was me reinventing myself and really taking ownership of me being a lifetime, lifelong learner. So with that being said, um, that's all that I have really to introduce that topic. I know it was a lot, but Steph, what do you think about that? I really hope everyone really just sat there and listened, really listened and really absorbed the message here because this is coming from a champion, you know, coming from a champion. You know, we discuss our lives as people that win, (laughs) you know, why? Because we do what is required of a winner and winners are not born overnight. They are certainly not etched in stone. They are constantly transforming the game that they're playing, constantly reinventing themselves so that they have the competitive edge. What we call in the IT industry being on the bleeding edge. You know, I work on bleeding edge tech, and so I get paid like someone that works on bleeding edge tech. And you gotta realize, that comes with a commitment to being a lifelong learner. A lot of people are thinking that the old ways are the only ways or what they learned in high school or college or in their doctorate programs, graduate school. It's pretty much all they're going to need. And I'm here to tell you what Fawn just told you. Essentially, I'm just here to reiterate, really, because I mean, man gave you the game here. You, you can't do that. You can't do that in this world. The information age has passed on. We're in it now. And if you're not informed, 
how do you expect to compete? There are people that think, even what Fonz just uh, laid out here, that, you know, in soccer or football or whatever you want to call it, there are people that think that's strictly a physical game. <laughs> there are people that don't realize just the things he just broke down. There's all kinds of strategy involved in playing a good game of soccer or football. All kinds of strategy involved in that. All kinds of nuance that any of us could decide to really focus and learn about and really dissect and reverse engineer, really become pioneers mm -hmm. eventually based mm -hmm. off of understanding something. That's what we call being a subject matter expert. Subject matter expertise is something that we should all strive for. And anything that you care about, if you care about, you should be an SME, as they call them. I'm called an SME in many things. I love being an SME. But with that love of being SME is a commitment to being an SME. It's not just the accolades of, oh, yeah, people saying, oh, yeah, Stefan, that's our SharePoint OneDrive expert. He knows it all about that stuff. Oh, yeah, and he also knows about the IAM and all this other kind of stuff. He, he just knows a lot. When people say that about me, I get to puff my chest up. But that's, that's what I had to do. I had to puff my chest up and <laughs> deliver. <laughs> like, <laughs> gotta know what I'm talking about, too, right? <laughs> gotta know. Yeah, you gotta know. Mm -hmm. And that's not gonna be like, I know what I know and I, and I knew it back then. And you guys gotta catch up. No, I'm not gonna let people catch up. <laughs> I'm not. That's what I'm not gonna do. Competitive people, I don't care what game you're in, it's all a competition. There's winners. And there's losers and the winners are the most informed about the game the most informed and the ones who actually go ahead and put that energy and exert themselves like my man fawn said put that last sprint in when other people are ready to throw the towel in on a particular problem or a particular customer or a particular sale whatever it is you have to realize the more you know about it the better informed you are going to be to make the best decision to get the outcome that you want. What you wish on. What do you wish on? You wishing upon a star? No. I wish upon finding more information. That's what I pray for a lot of times. I'm not wishing on a star. Uh, I'm praying, hey, the man up above, please inform me with more information. Please, please expose me to more different sources of that information that I need to live my life on this mission that I've set it on. And the thing is, it's not innate. It's never going to be innate. You want to have innate aptitudes, sure. And we stress that you all should try to find your innate aptitudes and you know market them, market them, capitalize on them. But most importantly, to market, market and capitalize, what do you have to do first? Develop, research and develop mm -hmm. anything. Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. you're going to get into funds is it that you just went out there and kicked soccer balls and y'all just hit scores and or did you really spend time researching this game man <laughs> nah man you know what i used to do that actually that's actually cool because it actually takes me back that's what i used to do man i used to like go on youtube and like watch my favorite players man i used to watch all their highlights and like pretty much i'd sit there and be like oh so this is how he did that skill move okay so this is how he kicked the ball this is how he took the free kick okay now let me go out to the backyard and start like mimicking what they're doing. And essentially that's how I learned. I mean, I, I ball in a wall and me watching YouTube of guys, of professional guys playing at the high level. And literally that's how I got into it because now I saw that and I was like, 
that's pretty cool because you know watching games on tv i'm looking at guys score goals from anywhere and anyhow and it's pretty dope and i'm like you know what i want to do the same thing so i just go out to the backyard i used to just for hours bro just go and just like set up a few cones and just do dribbling just work on the skills bounce the ball against the wall kick it make sure i'm passing it make sure i got my technique right all that stuff and it was it was crazy because i used to do it for several hours man my mom used to be t- coming outside and be like yo are you boy are you coming to eat <laughs> she just told me she just told me you gotta come in to eat dinner man it's like eight o'clock what are you doing out there I'm like mom i'm still working on the game i'm still trying to you know perfect it i'm trying to make it perfect right. so yeah right. that's that's how that's how i was doing it as a kid man but um yeah that's actually that's actually funny because it took me back to that moment what you just said but that's that's pretty yeah, much how that's pretty much how I, I learned how to play and then you know i just transitioned that into high school college and then you know had success had success doing that so championship ball we're talking y'all so i mean i hope you uh are taking notes because the thing is you know my parallels as a non-athletic type have been exactly the same in that in the mental gymnastics that i get involved in I've constantly found myself having to review what other people do and seeking out that information. Like, how do people present themselves? How are the best orators of our of our uh, times really presenting conversation to people? Because I'm in a sales focused life, and in my life of sales, I can't say that you know I just got this innate skill. Like when I was a kid, ten years old, I'm thinking how I'm going to get into selling candy. I saw our kids doing it. Like they were making money. How am I going to do it? When I just studied what they were doing, I would ask my older cousins how they sell things. Like, how do you get supply, et cetera, et cetera. And I studied this up until being, you know, 13 and feeling, you know, froggy enough to leap. I saved my <laughs> little bit of shekels. I went ahead and got my candy supply going at the store. And I never looked back. You know, I was a teenager with the candy. I was the candy man for sure. <laughs> you know, I was the candy <laughs> man. And the thing is, I couldn't have been there without doing all the things I was doing to really sell myself. Like when I was in school selling candy, it wasn't just like I got that candy, y'all. No, I, I really kind of made it a show. I mean, I would make sure I figured out the different aspects of things. Like I saw that a lot of sales is showmanship. Like where you actually have to showcase your product or showcase your success. A lot of that is the big pinnacle of sales, actually. To actually close a deal, people have to feel like you don't need the deal, you know? Mm -hmm. And Mm so I started learning about that by watching different movies like Link Gurry and Ross and stuff like that. Some people might be like, whoa, (laughs) you were 10 years old, 12 years old? Yeah, I was watching that, man. (laughs) I was 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 like, you know, reading the prints. Like, yeah, I was doing that. Like, (laughs) absolutely. Was getting into sales. Like, The Art of Woo is a book I picked up at the library when I was like 11 years old. And I was really understanding sales from a scientific level so that when I decided to jump out there and sell things to people, I realized I had to do certain things like showcase the bag full of candy and then quickly close it so that people like, oh, whoa, that's all I candy. Uh, it. <laughs> I learned I learned to do stuff like that. <laughs> you know, really practice what I was doing. I really practice what I was doing. And I've carried that principle all the way to what I do now, where again, I do show and tell as a sale tech tactic to this day. And it's a sale tactic I've been practicing for 20 years now. 
So even though I'm 30, I'm at a senior level in my career in sales. Why? Practice makes perfect people. Lifelong learning makes perfect. And even when I wasn't in necessarily sales oriented roles throughout my career, I still focused on always having somewhat of a sales mentality toward how I was approaching problems, how I was approaching when I was like on help desk tickets. I get a ticket. It's not just I got a ticket. Oh, someone needs to get their password reset. Mm-hmm. It's me selling the company that I'm working for. Like, oh, welcome to whatever company with <laughs> XYZ company. I hope you're having a great day. I hope I can make it better. How can I help you today? Stuff like that. You know, throwing people off guard is a key point of sales. And again, I'm getting very nerdy about this right now because something I love. But I can get nerdy about it. Just like Fonz can get nerdy about everything that he does. And he can get extremely nerdy about football. Again, something that you're like, oh, football. Like, why is, how is that nerdy? There's absolutely geek levels of information in every single domain of expertise and the people that get that geek level information nerd level information whatever you call it tend to thrive <laughs> when you when they tend to thrive out here yeah it's true man and um yeah i mean <laughs> i don't really know what much i can i can say like you know you, gotta, you, can't be, you can't be afraid you can't be afraid to invest in yourself man so for i know some folks that they, they might not necessarily want to you know spend some money to get a certification and whatnot but that that certification or that course that you pay for to get started in a specific um area will will help you out in the long run and i think it's also one of those things where you you can couple certifications courses that you've taken with your degrees or your masters or whatever else that you're doing you can pretty much have a bigger arsenal right because now if, I, if I'm coming out of college, for example, I'm coming out of college and I'm just like every other college student where I just got my degree, no experience, and that's it. I'm entering a market where you know, I'm trying to get a job, but there's like almost 90% of people with the same qualifications as me, right? But if I'm coming out of there and I got like two, three certs, I already put myself on a different platform because I have more in my arsenal than most people. Does that, does that make sense? 100%. Yeah, so you gotta you gotta increase your arsenal, um, and and then I think that's the only way I can put it. The way it, the way it, it's hard coded in my mind is every single week, every single month, every single day. I gotta increase my arsenal. Hope y'all get that. We we're, we're lifelong learners, and again, I don't care what the front end looks like as far as the cost of entry. Always just think about that back end. Mm-hmm. Always think about that. And yeah. I never thought like, oh man, IT is just like the most interesting subject in the world. I love it. Oh my God. I, I've never been that kind of guy. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not me. It's not me. That's not me either. <laughs> and yet we're high level performers here and we know people who love it and they don't even make what we make. Isn't that crazy? And it's all about where you choose to action that information. So again, we're saying be lifelong learners 100%. But then Fonz gave you all just the best analogy. I mean, real life, there's going to be people that watch the YouTube videos and then go watch the next video. Fonz, what did you do that was very key to actually being able to learn and actually being able to do? 
make sure that I, I, I did it in its entirety. So I didn't just like watch one video and, oh, I'm done. I, I spent significant amount of, and, and nobody knows this, of course, but I spent a significant amount of time uh, going through documentation, reading books, building a lab, watching YouTube, buying courses, going to conferences. I mean, it was a lot, a lot. And um, I'm happy that I did it. I don't regret it at all because all of it paid off and it will continue to pay off. And it actually sent out a good blueprint for me to now translate that to other people. Oh. So, now when I, so now when I mentor and mentee other people, I can literally just tell them, look, this is what I did. And this, it, this is what worked out for me. Not that you necessarily have to do everything, but these are some of the things that I did that kind of set me apart. And for the people that I've mentored and mentored, I've given them the same blueprint, you know, as it pertains to them, obviously, you know, manipulating it here and there, you know, based on their goals, based on their direction. And a lot of them have gone on to have success, maybe just as good as me or even greater. And that's great. You know, I want I want people to get to positions or areas in life a lot quicker than I did. And when they do that, I mean, I'm, I'm extremely happy. I'm not one that actually, I'm not, I'm not that type of person that, you know, if I, if I do something good for somebody, I'm out here trying to seek rewards or, Hey, remember me? I helped you with this, this, and that. <laughs> like, no, it, that, <laughs> it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't matter to me. The, 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 cause the outcome is for you to get to a better place. So I'm not, I'm not that type of person to be out here seeking credibility for anything. It's something that I'm supposed to do. And for me, that's enough. So yeah, man, that's, um, that's how I, I look at it, at least from my perspective and the way that it's worked for me. Paying dues, paying it forward. I mean, that's, that's what they call it. And, and that's what, that's what we all about. You know, these mm -hmm. are old principles, you know, you're not supposed to become a master and then not apprentice anybody that's selfish. Mm -hmm. And more importantly, it's actually going against your own self-interest. If, I mean, again, we want you guys to be focused on you 100%. And so we're not just going to say, yeah, that's selfish. You should always look up. No, think, think about you too. We, we want you to think about you. And the thing is, lifelong learners are lifelong teachers. <laughs> that's the best way to learn. In fact, to yeah. reinforce the knowledge that you have. The best way to do it is to actually teach somebody else because that's when you're able to be a little bit more critical about the information you're transmitting to somebody. I'm mm -hmm. always more careful about what I'm telling somebody than what I've read. Always. Because I want to make sure I'm not pointing them down the wrong hallways. Period. I don't want them going down the wrong corridors of life or whatever they're trying to get done. I want to make sure that I can synthesize my knowledge like any guru wants to do. Every guru wants to do this. Synthesize the knowledge and provide it in a way that someone can digest and progress with. That's what we're trying to do with this podcast. I mean, Vons and I, we, we're not selling nothing right now, really nothing right now. Just give me the game, because what? We want to establish ourselves first as knowing what we're talking about before we start selling stuff. <laughs> before we start selling stuff to y'all. Like, really, we just want y'all to know. We understand what we're talking about, and our guests certainly do as well. And this key episode here, yeah, I knew Vons was going to love this one, is lifelong learning. I mean, just do it. Commit to it. I don't care if it's a book. I don't care if it's OJT, something I love. 
but you have to commit to getting the experience and paying your dues is one of the biggest ways to get that experience. I mean, Fonz laid it out. He did something that is essentially free. He went on YouTube, okay? The start, that's a, that's the building block. But then he took it a step further. And this is where a lot of people are not trying to commit to doing, but I'm stressing that you need to do. You gotta take it a step further. You gotta go ahead and pay for plural site and not look at it as, oh my goodness, that costs too much. Just go ahead and pay for one, it. Man. That's a good one too. Uh, we're gonna put okay. that on the episode notes. <laughs> we should need a shout out. Are we shouting them out now? <laughs> yeah. You better put it in the episode notes. That's a good one. Yeah. Go ahead and pay mm-hmm. for it though. Pay for it. Pay, pay your way. You gotta pay your way. And better way, better yet, pay with your way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that's how the game works. You're not just going to get it all for free. You're not going to get to a point where you're just making millions of dollars a year and you're not putting up no money for no kind of self-development whatsoever. You're not putting any kind of time into learning any kind of new grinds whatsoever. You're just, you're just caked up for no reason, right? That's, that's a fantasy. And reality is people reward the knowledgeable. Because they know something that they don't know and they need to know it in order to get something that they need done. That's how life is won. You know more than other people do about key domains specifically. You are positioning yourself to live a very successful life. Full stop. Yeah, man. So um, I think with that being said, I mean, we can go ahead and wrap this one up. I mean, we're going to put down a bunch of learning resources that people can use to get into cloud computing, and a a couple of things that you can use for additional learning and resources that I think might be helpful for folks who want to be in like cyber. But um, that's just two areas, right? And when it comes to life, there's a lot lot of different areas. So again, if I wanted to get into artificial intelligence, I'm about to go on YouTube and find whoever the guru of artificial intelligence is. And start and start watching their videos. See what they have also in their YouTube notes. See if they have a website. See if they have any documentation. Follow them on social media. See what kind of conversations they're having. What they're tweeting about. What they're posting. See if they follow other people who are involved in artificial intelligence. How to get into that. Those are the types of things that I would do. Just as an example. Not that not not to say that I'm doing that. I might be, but. <laughs> <laughs> But that is what I would do. Um, so, yeah, that's just one example. And, and, you know, it could be anything. You want to get into project management. I mean, same thing. What certifications you need to get for project management? You got to get a PMP. Yep. What, does that, what does that entail? You got to get critical hours. You got to get, I, I forget, I, I looked it up. One yeah, time. my mother's a PMP, actually. She yeah. had to do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a lot that goes, you have to get basically sponsored for it. You know, yeah. a, and again, you have to live your life on a mission in order to get that PMP. You have yeah. to. Say, I want the PMP. Yeah. How am I going to align myself into a job where I can actually be listed and get the necessarily necessary validation? Because you actually absolutely have to have social proof in order mm-hmm. to get a PMP. It's no if, ands, or buts about it. You have to have someone that can vouch for you that is an appropriate position in a project in order to get your PMP. Yeah. yeah. PMP a lot of people want to think about that, though. And PMPs um, are definitely a job that's in demand and the fact that there's a lot of different projects whether it be it that's the good thing is it translates across multiple different sectors so it's definitely needed um so if you know if you're out there and you're listening to this podcast i mean if you want to be a project manager pmp 
look up that certification is definitely a big thing. So, huge deal. And again, yeah. huge deal. again, I will stress you do not even have to be good at your job. You get the PNP out the way, you get to go. <laughs> you get to go. I, I was saying this for somebody who was listening. <laughs> um, yeah. That's rude of me. Don't let me shut it down. I, I got no other inputs. <laughs> Probably All right. Cool. So, yeah, we're going to um, wrap this one up, Steph. You want to plug them in with your info? Hey, absolutely. Now, go mm-hmm. ahead and hit me up at Twitter on at GED Success Story or Instagram at Mr. Bottles. And, of course, get in our inbox at info at loampod.com. Again, that's info at L-O-A-M-P-O-D.com. Fonz, what you got for us, brother? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Fonz underscore on a mission 27. And you can find me on uh, Twitter at on a mission underscore 27. And if you want to be a guest on the podcast, uh, the best way to reach out to us is via email. So you can email us at info at longpod.com. And also, I mean, really, the best way at this point to get on the podcast is if we, one, personally know you, and two, the person that you recommend or suggest for the podcast, you can vouch for. Right. That will get you on the the podcast a lot faster, a lot faster than just emailing us direct. But if you if you're someone that we know personally and that we you know we can vouch I mean you can vouch for that specific person um, more than likely they'll be getting on this podcast so just to put that out there yeah well, again uh, we we're growing and we're learning and something we've learned is that you know social proof is so important so important. Uh, so mm-hmm. that, that's why Fonz just laid that out for you. We're not trying to be screening all of our guests, but I mean, again, we gotta be, we gotta be real. We want the people the coming on people. here to know what they're talking about, man. Yeah, we want the best people because um, it's beneficial for our guests, um, for our platform, um, and yeah, we want to, you know, get the best results in life, and nobody wants to be, you know, losing. At the end of the day, this podcast is for helping people align to a winning formula so that's what we're going to do continuously and consistently sir with that said life on the mission podcast appreciate y'all tuning in mm-hmm. we'll catch y'all next time yep catch y'all next episode peace thank you for tuning in to life on a mission podcast brought to you by anchor by spotify Anchor was recently acquired by Spotify. Great acquisition, if you ask me. The tool set is allowing us to distribute our podcast all throughout the internet, essentially. And you can do the same. Now, with that said, if you need any advice about any of the context of the conversation that we had today, you can reach us at info at L-O-A-M-P-O-D dot com. And additionally, on Twitter, at LoamPod as well as Instagram at Loam Pod. Looking forward to hearing from you.